This is The Resilient Life, where we believe that every human will struggle in this life. Our challenge is to struggle well. I'm Ryan Mannion. I lost my brother to war, my mom to cancer, and I'm the daughter of a retired Marine. I'm also a wife, mom, author, and president of one of the nation's leading veteran service organizations. Join me and some incredible guests as we explore the value of struggling well through life's inevitable challenges. All right, we're we're going to kick it off with another episode of the Resilient Life podcast. I'm bringing uh, a new friend to the podcast who I just got to met, meet recently because he did an awesome fundraiser for TMF with him and a bunch of his friends. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Philadelphia Eagle. I got my Eagle sweatshirt on, Ian Book. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, so Ian, you know, this is uh, episode 70 and uh, I have I have a, a special guest here um, that I didn't tell you about who uh, got really excited when I told him that I was having a, a Philadelphia Eagle uh, on the show tonight. And uh, come on in. Who we got? This is this is little Travis. This is my son. He's nine years old. And uh, he's a, he is a, he plays quarterback. So he was very oh, excited. So nice to meet you, Travis. That's awesome. He said, he's grinding, buddy. <laughs> he's saying, nice to meet you. He doesn't have the earphones on, so he can't, oh, okay. but Ian's telling you to keep grinding. And so do you have any, any questions as we kick off the show, you're a young quarterback and you've got a Philadelphia Eagle quarterback right here. What do you got for him? I mean, you got the floor. What do you want to ask him? You can kick off with the first question. You're talking to the mic. It's a lot of pressure. I love it. What What's your question? How did you become so good? Oh, nice. Um, first off, nice to meet you. I would say uh, just limiting distractions, uh, being a good teammate, and then especially at your age, having fun playing sports as many as you want. And uh, I think everything else really just takes care of itself. And um, I think uh, at nine years old, what is that? He's Fourth going grade? into he's going into third grade. Oh man, we got a lot of time. I love it. Just keep playing sports. Be a good teammate. Everything will take care of itself. And uh, you know, just work on the, your work ethic. Everything you do, do it a hundred percent. Have a fun time doing it, especially at your age. So he said, get there. Keep working hard play lots of different sports and everything you do, give it a hundred percent. That's pretty good advice, right? All right. What do you say? Thank you. See you later, buddy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> All right, bud. All right. Well, I had to do that because I love it. yeah, I was, I was telling him, I said, you got to be quiet. Mom's uh, recording tonight. And he said, who are you recording with? I said, Ian book. And uh, he knows every, every Eagles player. And he was like, can I say hi to him? I'm like, absolutely. You can say hi to him. So, uh, so, all right, so let's kick it off. And I love that because again, you know, right now he's just playing flag football. So we yep. have yet to put any pads on him, and he loves flag. And, and in fact, when he started playing flag football, he used to say like, he only wanted to play flag football. Like, you know, he was a little bit hesitant and nervous about actually getting hit he'd be like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play flag football and he's done it for three seasons now and it was after 
this uh, spring season, because they do a fall and a spring after the spring season, he said, Mom, I may I may want to play regular football. And I said, yeah, all right, bud, you know, in a few years. So I'd love to know because I I've I had on last year the head coach of Navy football uh, right before the Army-Navy game. And I was asking him, like, what do you recommend? Like, when do you hear so many conflicting things? And yeah. again, where we are now with I feel like. I feel like when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have all the information that we have now about. Definitely didn't. Definitely yeah. didn't. And so what, when did you start playing football, like tackle football? And what do you recommend now? Like if you had a son, what age are you putting pads on him? So I started uh, in third grade. So I started when I was eight. It was my first year of tackle football. Um, I played flag football for a season before maybe two seasons, but um, before tackle started. Um, I don't know what the perfect age is, but I don't think it's ever, you know, too early or too late, but I do understand everything now with, with head injuries. It's, it's, if you start when you're eight and then you start when you're 10, is there really a difference? No, probably not. So it's, um, I think being safe is, is obviously up there. You should definitely consider all that. And uh, we've learned so much more about head injuries the equipment has just gotten so much better from the time I started playing football, especially till now. And every year in the NFL, there's a new helmet being designed. It's tested and it's this it's better in this way and that way. And um, I don't know if there's a special age. I think it, I think uh, just like you said, like he's, like he said, um, you know, he, he didn't want to do it at first and then he feels like, okay, it's, it's the time now. So let it maybe happen naturally is probably the best answer. Yeah. Um, We'll see one day when I have kids. I'm not sure what I'll do, but, you know, I want them to, you know, if they really want to do it and they understand that, you know, it's a violent game, but they should be having fun doing it. And uh, it's all about safety first and um, whatever age that is, you know, I I definitely remember it. I feel like it's kind of where I feel like my memory like really started when I was eight. That's when I like started to remember everything. So like third grade for me was when I started football and, every year since, you know, since third grade, it's like pretty clear to me, at least, at least till, at least for nowadays. So that was <laughs> a big, that, that was a big year for me. Um, really started taking football serious, loved it, met all of my friends to this day. I actually played with a lot of them in eighth grade. That's awesome. I'm sorry. In third grade. Third grade. In third grade. Yeah. So was there a point, like what, what was the, what was the point in, you know, in when you were younger, whether it was in junior high or high school or, you know, that you started to recognize your parents started to recognize like, oh, he's he's really good. Like, was there like a pivotal moment where you were like, oh, I, I can really take this somewhere? Um, I remember basketball being my favorite sport ever growing up. It's all I wanted to do. Tried football, loved it. I was like, OK, I'll be a football and a basketball guy started playing lacrosse and just like, those are my three sports. And then, um, you know, I played a little bit of baseball and felt like I could always throw the ball pretty well. And then I kind of got bored with baseball. And when I got into football, like quarterback was the only thing I wanted to do. So I started doing that, like I said, and then, um, we were, we were winning games, having fun. And then, um, I always knew I was like pretty good, but I didn't know anything really seriously. I had a goal of maybe playing college football, maybe playing college basketball. It wasn't really, so specific but um after going we went undefeated my freshman year started thinking about like camps and stuff like that and getting a quarterback coach and before all that happened my dad had a talk with me and he was like 
I think this is kind of the time we, we make that decision. Like, are we going to, you know, do you want to go for this? And uh, that was so vivid in my mind. That was freshman year. And he was like, we can do this thing the right way. We can just go for it and go to camps and, um, you know, really focus on football, make those other sports your off-season sports and stay in shape. But if you want to be a quarterback, like, let's take this to the next level. So that was freshman year high school. And that's kind of when I made the commitment. He asked me. I, I don't remember where I was, but I definitely remember the conversation. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. And uh, freshman year high school. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I, I and it's so funny because Travis, I would say that basketball is his favorite sport right now. And I think yeah. it's probably his favorite sport because it's his best sport, too. Like he's a good mm-hmm. little basketball player and it's really easy for him to go outside and shoot on our hoop. That's right. By himself. Very easy. With football, yeah. he's got to wait for dad to come home and be like, dad, we have a football catch with me, you know? And so there's not a lot of training that he can do on his own. And, um, and then he plays lacrosse and, you know, you see younger and younger that kids start to have to make these decisions about just going into one sport and like specializing in one sport. And I think it's, I think it's too young. Yeah. It's too young. It's way too young. I mean, the burnout, like, you know, my brother in high school, my brother uh, wrestled, he played football and he played lacrosse. He was all state in football and lacrosse. He was an all American wrestler. And that is extremely rare today. Like you're not going to find that, you know, and, and I, and, but guess what, what there wasn't when he was in high school, there was no club. There was no club right. cross. There was no football camps. Like everything you did, you did on the high school field, right? So you had that opportunity to kind of like diversify and you had that opportunity too to decide like later on uh, of what sport was going to be that sport, you know, where today I feel like kids have to make that decision so much earlier. Um, and it's this rat race of like, oh, are, am I missing out because these kids are doing this year round you know, at 12 years old, they're specializing yeah. in this. So I, I feel like every time I talk, someone ever asked me to talk to a kid or a high school group or a team, that's probably one of my three points is play as many sports as you can. Yeah. Because yeah, high school's the best. High school is great. I mean, you, you miss high school when you leave high school. It's so fun. And just playing sports all day with all your buddies. Um, you know, I definitely had to sacrifice a lot and go to camps and dial in on football but I wasn't going to miss the lacrosse season or um you know even basketball and then I played lacrosse until my senior up until my senior year so wow. you know it can be done it kept me in shape it, it was fun I had other friends that only played lacrosse um you know worked on my agility and things I definitely wasn't doing for football and I think it's a little scary these days you know I understand but if you're telling an eighth grader just to lock it in on one sport and do he, he, he I, I didn't know in eighth grade that, you know, all that stuff I'd be missing out on. And if I just lock in on one thing, I get it, but it's kind of like, you see parents burn out their kids. It's kind of sad. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. My, my daughter just committed to play lacrosse. Well, last year committed to play lacrosse in, in college. And, um, you know, it was up until then she was playing field hockey and lacrosse. And after she committed, we're like, all right, maybe you don't play field hockey this year. You know, it becomes a, lot- a little different once you yeah. know, like, oh, I have four or five more years of this where they're 
paying for some of my school or all of my school. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, it's, you want to be safe, but when you're that young, things happen. You should take that risk and, and play those sports and enjoy it. There's nothing like some Friday night lights and I miss lacrosse. I love lacrosse. I just went to the Notre Dame championship in Philly at, at Lincoln financial. So cool story about that. Um, which that was awesome. And I, and I actually, I actually said, um, that if I am not rooting for Navy, um, in, in college sports, I'm rooting for Notre Dame, right? Like I love Notre Dame. I'm, I'm Irish. Um, I'm actually heading over to watch Navy play Notre Dame in the season opener in Dublin over in Ireland in a few weeks, which is going to be amazing. But I was so excited, uh, that Notre Dame, like, you know, we were all Notre Dame fans growing up and I was, I was super excited that Notre Dame made it to the the championship game for, um, for lacrosse. And so, you know, they win, it was an awesome game. They deserve that win so much. I mean, it was just incredible. And I'm scrolling after the game, I'm like scrolling through Instagram and they've got this, the picture that Notre Dame's Instagram puts out, not like Notre Dame lacrosse, but Notre Dame puts out a picture. Oh yeah. So cool. The redhead kid and he's holding the trophy up and I'm looking at the, I'm looking at it and he's wearing a TMF wristband. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so awesome. And I was like, and, and, you know, right away, I'm like, who is this kid? He ended up being, he's from California. So, cause we were like, what's the connection? Is he Philly? Um, And he ended up being from one of the Kavanaugh brothers, right? Yeah. And we were just like, yeah, this is so awesome. Like that somehow like our organization, our mission, those five words, if not me, then who, like they were on the wrist of, you know, one of those players while they're, you know, having the biggest moment of their life. So I fell in love so with cool. Notre Dame even more, but um, it, it makes you wonder how he got the wristband, you know? You'll, well, yeah, that's what I said. I from actually, who, from who? yeah, cool. I actually said after, you know, right away, I was like, we got to get in touch with the team. I want to send them stuff. I want, you know, and I'm like, all right, let's, Let's let it die down. Once we kick into the school year, you know, we'll try to get a hold of the the coaching staff. But you know, definitely want to send the whole team uh, wristbands and um, so cool. Yeah, share more. But you know, okay. So going back, obviously, you you leave high school, you go to Notre Dame, you get recruited to play football at Notre Dame. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, I'm sure that it's just like, I know for, you know, my daughter, she committed to Navy last year to play lacrosse. And we were like, oh my gosh, it was just the most awesome feeling as a parent to see like her dreams achieved. And I'm sure your parents had the same feelings when you, uh, when you got that call from Notre Dame. And so you head there and you have one heck of a career there. Thank you. No, it was great. It was definitely a dream come true. Once I made that decision freshman year, I was, I was all in. And uh, I mean, the dream for me always was just get a scholarship, play college football. I, I had a favorite school. Like I was a Pac-12 guy being from California. I love the West Coast. I love UCLA. It was my team when I was growing up. My brother loved USC. So we just had a natural rivalry right there. And I was like, I just want to, I want to play in the Pac-12. I want to play college ball. And then I'll see where it goes. And um from that freshman year really took things seriously and ended up getting an Dame offer late after I was actually committed to Washington State for three months and uh coaches go and they leave and that's kind of how I got the Notre Dame offer I I had a really good connection with a coach from Boise State and I was really considering going there and he ended up uh 
going to Notre Dame. So ended up getting a Notre Dame offer late and ended up having to, to decommit. And I just knew it was right. Once I got Notre Dame, was looking it up, watched the movie Rudy. And, um, you know, I didn't hear much from him when he went there. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I'll get this offer. And I was like, I probably don't have time to wait. So I committed to Washington State. Uh, I was really excited to go there. I was I wanted to join the air raid with Coach Leach and um, was really excited to live out that dream to play in the Pac-12. And then I got a call one day when I was in high school at my high school football camp. And it's kind of funny because it was this coach and he called me and he said, hey, I'm all settled here at Notre Dame. Um, we want you to come out here and visit. You know, we can't explain Notre Dame to you over the phone. We need you to come out here and visit. Come to a camp. Whatever you got to do, just find your way out here. We want you to meet Coach Kelly, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah. It's actually funny. I was like, Coach, appreciate it. I'm actually committed to Washington State. Um, you know, I'll talk to my parents or whatever, but I gave them my word. I was like, hey, I'm 100% committed to Washington State. Yeah. I finished the, I finished the high school camp, and I talked to my parents, and I'm like, yeah, Notre Dame called today. And my parents were like, what? And what'd you say? And I was like, I told them I'm committed. <laughs> and they were like, uh, call him back, please, now. Because I didn't understand kind of the full grasp of Notre Dame with the yeah. education and the history the history and the tradition, I didn't have any idea. I really knew the movie Rudy and I didn't know where South Bend was. That's for dang sure. <clears throat> and um, I called him back and was like, hey, you know, I'm going to find my way out there. My parents want me to. And then uh, it worked out so great. I, I showed up one day in the summer and walked around campus and was like, this is a different place, different ball game out here. This is as high as it can go to be a quarterback at this place. It's the highest level the highest level in academics and it's it doesn't get any better in terms of his rich history yeah um and i decommitted three days later there's a hard combo making that call when you're a young kid especially you when made, i really you made that call yourself yeah my dad well my dad made me but um we were in the movie theater here back in sacramento and i texted the coach before the movie i said coach i need to talk to you and then nothing, nothing, nothing. We're in the movie theater. I think we're with my cousins. We're watching a movie and he calls me. Hey, is now a good time to call me? I'm so nervous. I'm like seven, I'm 16, 17 years old. And uh, my dad and I left the theater and got in the car and I put him on speaker and was like, coach, you know, I've got a Notre Dame offer and uh, I'm going to decommit and commit to Notre Dame. Appreciate everything you've done for me and blah, 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 blah. And he really appreciated it. So I'm glad I did it. Definitely didn't want to burn that bridge. And I will say to, you know, to this day, I still feel like he really understood the change that I was making. Like he was a coach. He wanted me to be there. He's competitive, but he heard me say Notre Dame. And I, I swear my dad and I heard him like say Notre Dame. Okay. Like he kind of like, <laughs> yeah. it was kind of cool. You know, he was like, Oh wow. Notre Dame. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And uh, after that phone call committed to Notre Dame and got there in the summer of 16 and, Stayed five years. Great time. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think uh, when that coach called you and said, you got to come out here, I can't explain it to you over the phone. I mean, he yeah. was, you know, and uh, so I'll tell you my, my, uh, my awesome Notre Dame story. Um, now I wasn't there to experience it, but I guess it's my husband's um, awesome Notre Dame story. Well, it's not awesome for you, but, but I'll share the story. So um, Travis, um, uh, Travis was killed in April of 2007 and, you know, for the first 
several months, the first year, it's just, you're, you're just kind of going through the motions. Right. And you're, you're, we were really just trying to find anything to, um, keep his memory alive, to remember him. Like you're just, you're grieving the first year. And you know, there's, there's small little moments I can remember. I, I always remember saying, you know, after Travis died, I was like, I don't think I'll ever laugh again, you know? And, and somebody once said to me, like, I promise you, you will, you know, it, it, you will one day. And, um, one of the things that happened that, that fall is, uh, my husband's best friend said, Hey, listen, Navy's playing Notre Dame, uh, in South Bend. Let's go out and watch the game for Trav. And, um, you got, so every year Navy plays Notre Dame. It, it doesn't really end up well for Navy kind of ever. Um, but my husband goes out there with his best friend, they go out to, to watch the game and, you know, they went out there. It was like, we're going out for trap. He's like, I got to do this. You know, I'm just going to go watch Navy. I, I've never been out to South Bend. We want to, we want to experience it. And so they go out and Navy beat Notre Dame in triple mm -hmm. overtime. And my That's husband cool. said it was the most incredible football game, not just like college football game, like the most incredible football game he's ever seen. And he, awesome. it was so awesome. And like, you know, for us, we were like, that was Travis. Like, that's why Navy won that game, you know? Um, but, you know, we, he still talks about it. If, if you ask him, like, you know, if it comes up in conversation, like best game you ever saw sports, he's like, Navy Notre Dame 2007 triple overtime, you know? And what was that? What month was it? Do you know? I don't know what month it was in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, but it was good weather is what I'm asking. Or was it, it was good weather. weather? No, it was good weather. Okay. Yeah, it earlier was good weather. Year. I think it was earlier in the year. And typically they play earlier in the season. Um, yeah, we, you guys, prep, yeah. when you guys during your time there, did Navy never won? Um, they won my freshman year. Oh, they did. They beat us. Okay. Yep. Um, we beat them every time after that, but they got us freshman year. We played. I didn't even travel. I was redshirting. We, we played them in Jacksonville, and okay. uh, we lost to them. But, wow. uh, yeah, so if you if you played them earlier in the year, you got some good weather, probably beautiful campus, probably had an awesome time, and that's awesome. That's a really cool story because that's yeah. – triple overtime is always exciting. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, again, like that – and if you read kind of the history of Navy playing Notre Dame, it's all about so cool. It's so – it's so cool. And so, you know – it's. The tradition behind that game is the, one of the coolest things I've been a part of. Yeah. Just, we always wear, you know, a cool jersey. We Notre Dame is known for one jersey, right? A blue one or two of them, a blue one and a white one. We create this really cool jersey. We have a, you know, a game with them every year. So no matter what, there's all these talks about joining a conference for playing this, independent, playing that. We're playing Navy every year. It's awesome. Yeah. We always sing their fight song with them after they come over to ours. We sing our fight song. It's a really cool, um, you know, game and tradition. And like you said, it goes way back. I remember uh, just with my family, when we first got this up and my dad was so into learning about all the tradition with Navy and everything when it first started so long ago. There was a lot of books and magazines around something that my dad was picking up. That's awesome. Yeah. So we decided this year um, with my daughter going to Navy, this is her last summer because next summer, you know, when you go to Navy, you, you're you're gone, like in the summer, 
you head to school in, in mid June. So we're like, this is our last summer together. Um, and you know, Navy's playing Notre Dame in Ireland. And we're like, all right, we're going out. We're going to go. So I'm hoping for, uh, I'm hoping for a 2007 type, um, outcome <laughs> here. Uh, but that's okay. But, I won't blame you. Yeah. But just to experience it in, in Ireland, I'm like, all right, this is, this is definitely bucket list. So I think it's going to be good. We were, we were supposed to go to Ireland my last year at Notre Dame and then COVID hit. So yeah. Fuck you then. We're going back, but yeah, pretty cool. It's a, it's a great game. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about, again, I, I, I kind of referenced it, you know, in the beginning um, we connected because, you know, we got a call from, from some people on your team saying that, you know, you, you wanted to get behind and, and work with a military charity, um, that was, you know, from the Philadelphia area. Um, and our name came up and you guys held an awesome, uh, awesome happy hour for us with a bunch of your fellow Eagles players. And it was so much fun. Um, we, you know, you guys raised a lot of money for our organization, but it was just a great time. Um, but you know, you could get behind any philanthropic cause you chose a a veteran service organization. And that's because you've got, you know, some veteran lineage lineage in your family. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about your brother and um, what he's doing. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, first off, I was just working with my team. um, And I, I guess if you start over my first year in the league, I'm going into year three here soon. First year in the league, they always tell you, you got a platform, you should use it. What do you want to do? And I remember talking with my agent, like, let's let's make this team, let's let's get settled, let's get an apartment, and then let's talk about what we want to do. Let's let's figure it out. Let's really take some time to think about it before I just pick one. Like what really means something to you. Um, so I was in New Orleans my, my rookie year and thinking about it a lot. And like the first thing that always came to my head was like, let's I love to help kids and I would love to help you know, our veterans or anything that involves, you know, the service. And um, I just grew up with a military background. Um, uncle, I, uncle and cousin were in the Marines. Uh, dad was a Green Beret. My brother's a Green Beret. Um, so just kind of grew up doing a lot of Army stuff. Uh, used to have birthday parties, like Army birthday parties. <laughs> I used to, like, I, I was just looking not too long ago, like a, we had an army birthday party at the park. My dad set up all these obstacle courses. Um, you know, my dad was also in law enforcement. We used to do, my brother and I used to compete in these like challenges that my dad would make. It was like always like army based. Um, we used to play airsoft and wear my dad's army gear. We used to put on ghillie suits and go hide in the woods and play airsoft, paint, like whatever it was. It was just kind of how I grew up. Really fun. Um, and then I just learned more about it. It was like, these guys really make it, you know, make a decision to go do this voluntarily. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I kind of really, that really hit me my, my rookie year, my brother joined the law enforcement. And then I remember him telling our family, he's like, yeah, I want to go be a green beret like, like my dad. And I was like, dang. So I started thinking about it. I was like, he's really making the choice to go do this. It's, it's pretty cool. Not, not, not everywhere else do people have a choice and these guys volunteer. And uh, I was just like, wow, this is pretty, pretty special. My brother and my dad to do that. So then I was talking to my marketing um, lady, her name's Alexi. She did a great job and helped out so much. And um, I was like, yeah, let's look in the area. And then if not, let's just look around. I want to do something to help out veterans. And um, 
or anyone who's been affected by anything. Just I know I don't know what they're going through, but I have a family member currently in it, and I understand that the choice that they made. So she did some research, came back to me about you guys, and I looked it up. And I was like, this is perfect, literally a perfect fit, obviously with uh, being in Philly as well. And I was like, let's do it. Let's do something. And then she hit me up like a week later uh, with a full slide deck. And she's like, we're going to do you know, celebrity happy hour bartending. I'm like, okay, I've never done this. I've never bartended before. I can get a few friends. And uh, it worked out perfectly. I, I, I truly enjoyed it. There was a ton of people there. There was Notre Dame fans there. There was Eagles fans there. There were people that just walking by that stopped in. There were, you know, fans of, of you guys for sure there was a lot of people i don't know how many people we ended up getting but it felt like a lot i was also under high stress trying to pour drinks i've never made yeah so it was so cool just to do that and just to raise money for such a good cause and just help out as many people as we can so yeah. it's a perfect fit i'm still wearing the wristband it's on there somewhere there love it go. there you go okay so it worked yeah. out good and i just want to give back as much as i can knowing that what my brother's doing and so many other people who have been affected um you know I just, like I said, I, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around the fact that those people make the, the choice voluntarily. It's pretty damn special. Yeah. Well, we we can't thank you enough. It was a, it was an awesome night. And um, yeah, you know, uh, for for us, anything we can do, anything you know, people can do to help um, to help you know bring awareness to our cause and the military community as a whole. And again, you've got a personal connection to it. But I love that you know, you talk about you have an opportunity to have a platform. And I think that's important. You know, not all of us make the choice to live a life of service, right? But in, in all of our different roles, we can make decisions that can help others. And and you did that and it's, and it's awesome. So, so thank you. And we're, and I feel like we were pretty good bartenders too. Um, I think I, we definitely got warmed up and started going. Yeah. Once I figured out the little whatever the little soda gun i was good and there was a few people that asked for drinks i've never heard of in my whole entire life but oh i had, had i had mostly easy ones you know i think people oh, yeah no, nobody was giving me anything too hard but uh I, but it was I fun a few people show up in suits and ask for a sophisticated drink i, was like, well, <laughs> I gotta ask for help but yeah. it was fun and the, you know my friends helped me out a lot i really appreciate them for that and i think it was a good turnout yeah we could do something else again that was great it was great so, okay, let's talk a little bit about the NFL. Obviously, you said, you know, your first year you were with the Saints. Um, and then um, uh, you got picked up by the Eagles. Uh, last year was your your first year with the Eagles. Um, let's talk a little bit, you know, about the Saints culture and the Eagles culture in terms of their fans. So... <laughs> Did you see yeah. a big difference in the fan base when you got to Philly? Uh, you hear about it and you <laughs> you kind of get worried like, oh my yeah. gosh, are these people are these people that into it? But they are. Um, yeah. Every I will tell you this though, I haven't had anything bad because we lost one game last year, which is very rare in the NFL. So it was like the most positive city in America. So let's hope to do that again, so I don't have to hear about what Eagles fans can be like, but yes. it's been good. The, the passion is there. The, just their commitment every weekend in that stadium, everybody's saying go birds. Like everybody says go birds, no matter where you are. I mean, there's, everyone's flying their flags. It's the best. So yeah. you hear about, you know, there's 32 teams and some teams are in a, a, a tough market where there's not 
not that many fans. And so it's really cool to be in a in an awesome city that cares about their sports teams, not just the Eagles. Like, oh, all of them. Yeah, all it's the- unbelievable. Even I mean, it was just a great. I mean, none of us finished the way we all wanted to, but we all made it really far and had support, and it was it was great. And I was going to the Phillies games um, last year, which is obviously some really big games, and just seeing everybody there, like it's it's a big deal. Not every city's like that, and definitely don't want to take it for granted. Uh, Saints is also another really good one. I think I've been kind of lucky um, being in two two cities, two markets where you know. Football means a ton to that city in both cities, obviously, just I think when I was in uh, New Orleans, I really felt like how tight everybody was in the community because of, you know, Hurricane Katrina and everything that the Saints did to try to help out that city. And, yeah, you know, that's those are um, it just kind of it's really sad, but it really brought everybody closer together. And I think that football team down there is it's it's a big deal. It's very important. So I felt the love down there as well. And then coming to Philly, it's like same thing, just like, wow, this it's a big deal to a lot of people. So yeah. Well, you know, I think you, I think you hit the the nail on the head. You know, you came in to a, a season where we loved hard because we lost one game. I yeah. I can tell you, um, we have been season ticket holders uh, since you know it was Veteran Stadium. So since I was little, we have had season tickets to the Eagles, and there's been some some rough seasons and as yeah. much as we can love a team uh Eagles fans can can hate the team too and in those bad yeah. seasons it's it's ugly and you hear yeah. the stories and I hope you never have to see that because I hope you guys come out just as strong as you came out last year but I can tell you that last year was so much fun for me because so my husband went to the you know the Super Bowl when when we won he was there. He watched the Super Bowl win. And I mean, again, we beat the Patriots. It was just like, yes, you know, it was, it was like redemption, you know, with everything. Mm-hmm. There was just, it was, it was in, incredible. But last year, there was just something like electric about the team. And um, it was how easily we scored points. Yeah. Never it was, it, it was just seemed, it just seemed effortless. Like when we won the Super Bowl, um, it was like, we were just getting knocked down. It was like, and it, 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 you know, Carson's gone, you know, now we've got our, our backup quarterback and how's that going to work? And and it was just every step of the way, it felt like we were just fighting this uphill battle, which made the victory even sweeter. This yeah. was just like, everything was, it, it almost felt like you couldn't, we couldn't lose, you know? <laughs> and you're listening to like, if you're listening to like the local, like sports talk, it was, we were all in. If you're listening to the national media, you know, we always say like everybody hates us. Right. And, you know, yeah. uh, we don't care. Right. Um, but, uh, but I was at the NFC championship game and uh, along with a lot of others, but the NFC championship game. And I was, I was up there. I was actually with Brent Selleck who played for the Eagles. We were sitting with him and I had Travis with me and my husband and watching Travis experience that win you know was just everything like it was that was an electric game I mean obviously with them and their quarterbacks and going to their third stringer was but the environment there was nuts it was nuts and you know when we when well when when you guys lost the the Super Bowl um 
little Travis, I'm not going to lie. He cried himself to sleep that night. It was, it was a tough blow for him, but I said, buddy, you have to understand that like you watched probably one of the greatest Eagles football games with that NFC championship game. You were there in person, you know, like you're always going to remember that. So I was, I was trying to hold on to that, but um, it was an awesome season and you guys just had such a great team. How is the, how's the dynamic with uh, you and Jalen? It's great. Jalen's been great. You know, I showed up, a lot of people don't know how it works, but I got claimed right after finishing camp with the saints. I, whatever I get, I get claimed at 11 a.m. and I was in Philly by 7 p.m. Wow. Uh, we pra- I practiced with the Eagles on Saturday. Sunday was off or whatever. And then we started practicing for week one against the Lions. So I showed up week one. So meeting everybody on the fly. Jalen was great. Really took him under his wing. He's a great leader. He's obviously a great football player. Um, and it's just his commitment. You know, his work ethic is what's so special. Like He's seriously committed and puts in a ton of work and um, obviously showing up week one, I wasn't trying to bug anyone. I still needed to learn this huge playbook, you know, with seven days till the first game. So I was in a little bit of a different situation that I've really never been in before. Um, but he was great. You know, he did all this preseason work with probably a bunch of other quarterbacks. And next thing you know, we start the season and I joined the room. So I know it's probably a little bit different for him too, but he did a good job of um, really focusing in this year. And just, we had a solid quarterback group. It was awesome. I had a really good time this year. Um, just with the guys every single day going to work, learning, and uh, really just picking picking up steam and starting to win games. Next thing you know, we're six and zero. Boom, boom, boom. And just it was like, holy cow! This we are. We got to take advantage of this. And um, we just knew how to complement each other. You know, our defense, our special teams, and our offense just played so well together. I've never been part of a team like that where it was like we scored at ease. And in the NFL, it's hard to score points. Yeah, I don't know if everyone knows that, but it's hard. So. Just doing that, like, you know, not effortlessly, but it sure felt like that sometimes. Um, It was a special, special season. Definitely cherish that one. And then to go to the Super Bowl, you know, my my second year of my career is rare. Not many people get to go. So the goal is to go back. I think we got a good chance. We got the hardest schedule in the league this year on purpose. They did that on purpose, as they should. And uh, what do you guys open up against the – you guys open up against San Francisco, right? Is that right? No, I don't think it's – I got camp on my mind. Not this okay. season. I don't think it's. I have it on my phone. I have to look. Sean, who I do they open it, up against? You should know. Oh my gosh. I have it right here on my phone. Shoot, it's not. I don't think it's the Niners. I think oh, it I, might be the. I think it's the Patriots. Oh okay, okay. Don't quote me, everybody. They're maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's gonna be a good season again. We got a very similar team. Made some really good additions. Obviously, yeah. lost a few key players, but. Every year is a new team and a, a new goal, and we definitely have a bad taste in our mouths. You know, we felt like could have won that game in the Super Bowl for sure. Two great teams, and I really feel like whoever got the ball last in that game is going to win it. And yeah. uh, they got it last. Yeah. Well, and and I love you know one of my one of my good friends um, was uh, a cameraman for the quarterback, so he was actually Mahomes' oh, cameraman. Nice. And so uh-huh. he, uh, he followed Mahomes the whole season, postseason, you know, uh, you know, and and so we were giving it to each other the entire season, you know, yeah. and up until and you know, and I'm watching. I mean, he went he went from the Super Bowl to he's he's in Disney World 
uh, or Disneyland, wherever uh, Mahomes went right after that. Like he he rode the whole ride with him, and and he's and he's friends. You know him and him and Patrick have become good friends, and and he said like that that you know it could have gone either way, right? It was, it was just a like, great game, really, yeah, really good game. That's a good Super Bowl right there. It really was. And when, yeah, no, we had and we had Andy Reid too, and so we were like, yeah. we wanted that, we wanted that win against Andy Reid because you know he took us, he took us to the Super Bowl where uh, Donovan McNabb was like thrown up on the field in the third quarter, and we were like, what is happening here? So, um, but we got our win, we got our win. I'm looking at my uh, on on the wall right here. I've got the head of the or the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, with Foles holding up the trophy, and it just says "at last." So that was the front. Um, uh, He's a legend. He's yeah, a legend. Yeah, for sure. So you know, one of the things outside of this season, you know, just with with the Eagles, that was was a big thing. Um, was uh, was Hamlin uh, when he got when he got hit or got hit and went down, and you know, I wonder for you as a player because. Um, what that does kind of like to your mental state, your psyche, when you see, because I mean, we all watch that hit. And, and in fact, like we were watching that game live. Um, my husband, my son and I were watching that game live yeah. and, you know, it was, I mean, I think collectively anybody who was watching that game was just like jaw dropped, like, Oh my God. Right. And just the decisions that had to be made in that moment about what happens next. Do we play? Do we, you know, everything. But the scariest thing for me was just watching how I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not innocent, but how insignificant that hit was. You've seen that, that same hit a million times, right? That wasn't a hit that you're watching where you're like, Whoa. Right. And um, to see him go down, I mean, I've got to think for on some levels, everybody who's playing the game, like you said, it's a violent sport, but everybody who's playing the game is going, holy crap. Yeah, it's it was scary. I was watching it, too. I think you just play sports in general, not think your brain does a good job of just locking in on winning and doing what you got to do and having fun. And you just don't. I mean, I know from what I know, you just don't even think about it. Right. And you you never think it'll be you. And I think that was just kind of a moment that was just crazy. And uh, I actually know Damar a little bit. Um, I tried getting him to Notre Dame. He used to DM me on Twitter. Like, Hey, what do you think about Notre Dame? I'm like, dude, you should come. It's great. It's great. School. Let's, <laughs> build, let's build our class. And it, he ended up going to, to pit, but um, scary. I think it's probably really hard to play the next few plays. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, you can't find that, whatever you want to call it, flow state or whatever it is that gets you locked in. It's probably, you know, it was hard. It was so hard to watch. And I'm glad he's doing, he's doing well and back out there, but you just never think it's going to be you. And you're definitely not ever thinking about it. And uh, I think it kind of put life into perspective that it's a violent game and we play it because we love it and we have fun doing it. Um, but, you know, yeah. we're human. Think, things happen. It's violent. Well, but you hopefully know, never see that again. And I know. like I said, our, our gear's getting better. We're working on everything to make this game safer. Um, but it's getting really, really scary. And I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah. You know, one of the things that um, 
that the military and and football has in common is just um, this, you know, some of the things that happens with, you know, bad hits, traumatic brain injuries, you know, that are, you know, concussions. Um, These are things that our service members, when they're, you know, fighting overseas, they're experiencing these things, you know, in a different way, but they're, they're getting concussions, multiple um, TBIs and, you know, which leads to a lot. And you see a lot of um, really identifying some of the mental health challenges that surround our, our military, our service members and concurrently uh, with football players too, you know, that sustaining those types of hits um, on a regular basis, like they're not good for your head. Right. And so, um, what do you think, how do you think the NFL, like you said, they're, they're making advancements in, in gear, but do you think the NFL does a good job of kind of addressing some of these things that may be outside of like preventative, like for the guys that are, do you think there's like an open space for you to say, Hey, like, I'm having some mental health challenges. Um, I know it's something, you know, we work really hard in the military to be able to make it like. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. To say, Hey, I'm not in a good headspace. Do you, do you feel that way in the NFL? Is there any emphasis put on that? I would say that's a hard question. I'd say they like, like we both said, they're doing good on the gear. They're doing good on the rules. They're doing what they can. Um, but like you said, at the end of the day, it's hard. I mean, I I don't know how to explain it, but we know it's hard, hard to put it. So I would say we definitely know uh, what is healthy for us and what is not, and we can make that decision. Actually, voicing it is another uh, definitely another question. Yeah. I would say you don't want to. I don't know. I don't know what the stigma is. You don't want to sound like a wimp you don't want anyone to know that you're going to talk to the team um you know the team mental health coach but they're available they're there and i would give the nfl credit and the team's credit for for putting them there and if if you can put your pride to the side and 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 go get some help it's there so well that's good to know it's great it's great to know and um you know i would say like talking about concussions is like seems to be you know, kind of at that point where it's still like a joke, even though it's like you might be and like guys talk about it all the time. Like my head hurts uh, or whatever it is. Right, like, I just got my bell rung. Right. And it's, yeah, just- I'm going to practice again. I'm going to go knock, knock my, you know, go see stars and knock heads with it. It's like this weird, like joke. But I think at the end of the day, when you put the jokes aside, like guys understand and the guys that I'm friends with and close with, they, they know like when it's, you know, when you're not feeling good. And you know when you should say something. And I think the NFL and the teams have have done a good job of putting a lot of these pieces in place for us to go get help. We want to keep playing this game as long as we can. We know it's a violent game. We need the help and assistance. It's there. There's, uh, yeah, I mean, every team I've been on, there's there's people to go talk to for anything you need to mentally. There's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of things that you can do to, to get help. And the gear is getting better. The rules are getting better. So it's kind of up to you. You're an, you're a, an adult. You need to go do it. And like I said, I think you got to put your pride to the side sometimes. Yeah. All right. A uh, little rapid fire. Um, what is your, if you can look back in your entire career, NFL, college, high school, 
all the way back to third grade. Can you pinpoint your favorite game that you ever played? Yes. That's, there's two, but I'll give you, I'll give you one. There's actually my favorite game ever was the three over, third overtime win against Clemson. We, we beat the number one team in the country. COVID year, my last year at Notre Dame, at Notre Dame, half the fans are full because of COVID. It was kind of weird. Like we knew we were going to allow people in, but not many. We knew if we won, people were going to storm the field, but they shouldn't. It was so weird. Like we even had like a, uh, like a team meeting and it was like, don't storm the field. There's too many people with COVID if we win. Or they're like, <laughs> when we win. Yeah. So we got the number one team in the country in South Bend, and we and we beat them in three overtimes. It was a crazy game, and everybody stormed the field. It was of course, nuts. of course. So it was like there COVID is, didn't exist. There's no long. COVID when you storm the field when you when you win in triple overtime. Okay, yeah. so okay, yeah. that's no, that's that one of your one. best games. Uh, worst game you ever had. Um, worst moment or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a great question. We went, we had a game, we went up to Michigan, we got big rivalry with them, went up to the big house, played in an absolute monsoon and just didn't play well and just got, just got killed. They killed us and we didn't even put up a good fight. And it was just a dark, wet, terrible game at my first time playing uh, at Michigan. There's like a hundred thousand people there. And we just, nothing went our way. It was just one of those games. It is what it is. But just to do that to somebody that we have a pretty cool rivalry with uh, sucked. So that one was cold and wet and just not not good. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is the your favorite thing about Philly? My favorite thing about Philly, I would say for me, this might be lame for other people, but like being from the West Coast, people don't understand how different the East coast is compared to the West coast. Yeah. And they, I mean, they might, if, if they've gone to both, but like I've never lived in a city like that. I've never been to the, East. I don't If you quiz me on the East coast state, it's going to be tough. Like I'm not great at it. Like I am a West coast person and I went to, went to Philly and like just totally got like ingrained in, in, in the culture there and loved it and live in the heart of the city and walk around everywhere and, super into all sports and got me watching baseball games. I'm not even a huge baseball fan. The food is amazing in Philly. I'm eating Italian food, just like loving it. And just, I would say like just living in the city and getting ingrained in that culture. And I just became like the biggest restaurant food critic of all time. I just stopped every place and just get Italian food and try different stuff. And it's been my favorite part other than the sports. So uh, where where is your favorite cheesesteak shop in the city? Ooh, um, I like Angelo's. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. of course. Okay. Of course. I like that spot. Um, I could probably take recommendations and try more. Um, I know like everyone, I think when they get there, they do like the classic Pat and Gino's. That's a tourist trap. That's what I thought. So I like uh, Angelo's because not a, I love their pizza too, but I thought they had a really good cheesesteak. So. Yeah. Okay. They're, they are known for their pizza. Is that a fair? That's fair. Really yeah. Answer? I mean, listen, I think Dave Portnoy, he, they were like, they scored real high on their pizza um, when he came. Pizza was great. When I actually like their cheesesteak too. And the, I, 
brought some of my buddies um, from college there, and they are obsessed with Angelo's uh, cheesesteaks. So if I have family in town, I take them there because they have the option to get like really good pizza or a cheesesteak. I mean, my... you sound like a local if you're picking Angelo's to go get it. You know, you've got to pick the places that aren't the Pat. If you said Pat's and Gino's, I would have had a talk with you once we went off air to be like, hey, don't ever. Do you have, is there another, what am I missing? Is there like another one? What's um, like if you are like a Philly local, there's got to be like probably a hole in the wall that just nobody knows about. Or is it Angelo's? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sean saying John's John's roast pork. That's that's a good, that's a good spot. Um, you know, I I like, and it's a little bit, it's a little bit more of a. I don't want to say it's a tour trap, but more well known. Like I like Steve's Prince of Steaks. Um, I'm a. I don't know. Where's that at? That's right, right off of. Um, gosh, it's right. It's it's right around the corner from the the union league. Um, I'm trying to think of what right off abroad. Of I think okay. that's broad, actually it's right off a of market. That's market street right there. I think um, Steve's Prince of steaks, but we had them come. They did for uh, uh, the, uh, the 15th anniversary after we lost Travis last year. Um, they came and put a food truck in, uh, in my driveway and um, awesome. they were slinging cheese steaks all night. So uh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So final question that I ask everyone uh, as uh, we head out on this episode is what does living a resilient life look like for you? When you think about resilience, uh, what does that look like for you? That's a great question. Um, I think that means to me, I think it means taking life in stride. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. It's about always moving forward. And um I think it's about just like just always moving forward, having a having a plan and just taking everything in stride. Life's going to be hard sometimes. It's going to be great sometimes. And, uh, you know, that's what we're down here doing is living. So just keeping that up. And I think um, that's what I would say. Yeah. Taking it in stride. I like that. It's yeah. what you have to do, right? It's not always going to be perfect. Um, forgot to mention that uh, – you kind of had a high point in your life. I saw on your social media, you just got engaged. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Congrat congratulations on that. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, if you're still, you know, uh, you're going to have to take some good engagement photos right in front of uh, city hall, you know, get, uh, <laughs> we did them in Lake Tahoe, California, but well, you got to do some we'll film do some ones. You come, you take them right on broad street, get the photographer. They stand right on broad. Those. That's a classic shot. Those. You got to get that shot. So every, every time I'm driving, I see those. Yeah. Maybe I'm next. You're right. Maybe I'll do that. There you go. There you go. Uh, Ian, thanks so much for joining us here. This was awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing more with you with TMF. Another, I think our next celebrity uh, bartending uh, should be the weekend after the parade. After you guys win the Super Bowl. How's that? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think it'd be a packed house. It'd be fun. There you go. Ian, thanks so much. Really appreciate you joining us. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it.